I just had an epiphany about SBF. So, I was reviewing what I had, had mentioned before about him and effective altruism. And I just thought that I was mentioning about how he decided to go into quant trading. And that was after he had become an effective altruist. He, he questioned himself, but he was also suggested to by the leaders of effective altruism that the best way to make money is to go into Wall Street trading, right? So SBF went into finance originally. He went to Wall Street, right? He did trading. And then he realized that there's bigger money in crypto, right? Because crypto is a scam. This is my opinion now, but I think he knew it all along. He knew crypto was a farce, but he told himself, look, um, crypto is a better scam than Wall Street. Look how much more money I can make. And that's my ultimate goal because my ultimate guiding principle, you know, for Sam Bankman Freed is that he could, he makes as much money as possible, right? So that he can give it all away. So that the ends justify the means. So he went from Wall Street to crypto. Now, in this inside the crypto universe, right? How can you make more more money in crypto? Because you're already scamming people, right? You're already you are already selling them worthless tokens. You know, Sam Bankman Fried was already through his trade, you know, market making um, company Alameda Research. He already was skimming off the top off of his customers' trades. He was already trading against his customers, which is unethical business practices by any 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 standard. Um, he was already doing that. So he was already basically fleecing his customers, probably charging lots of lots in trading fees. So he wasn't even happy with that. So what could he do beyond that? Right? So not only is he in the crypto industry, but he's also running an exchange, running it unethically, right? Not only just skimming off the top and trading against his customers, uh, but doing so to the nth degree, let's just say, like, because he's offshore, right? So Coinbase does the same thing. They trade against their customers, so they have enormous fees, and they also sh sell you worthless crap, right? Because most of the coins on even Coinbase, which Coinbase is in the United States, most of the stuff Coinbase is selling you is utterly worthless crap. Not only that, but it's illegal for Coinbase to be selling you these cryptocurrencies that are not registered uh, because they're all unregistered securities. But beyond that, let's get back to Sam Bankman Freed. So he decided, you know, it's not enough for me to just to, be, to run this crypto exchange and be trading against my customers and basically fleecing them and selling them worthless cryptocurrencies. What's the next step? The next step is actually just stealing from them. So beyond the, the you know, the front of, of just, you know, letting them trade cryptocurrencies, letting them think that they're, they're trading cryptocurrencies on your platform, letting them, letting them think that their money is theirs. The next step, right, is just actual, just, just theft, right? And that's what he did, right? So this is the evolution of Sam Bankman Freed and the evolution, like you have to get inside his mind. Why did he do what he did? He did what he did because he was guided by this moral framework of his, right, that he accepted into his brain called effective altruism, this moral philosophy that says the end justifies the mean, means, that says that the, the, your ultimate moral, pur moral purpose is to give, us, give away as much money as you can. And in order to give away as much money as you can, you have to make as much money as you can. 
So you see his progression from trader, quant, right, Wall Street. And this is actually, so what is so perverse about effective altruism is that he, you know, SBF, right, admits in interviews that effective altruism, the principles, the people that are running effective altruism and promoting this idea tell the people that they con into this or let's just say not con into this but let's just say that the 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 effective altruism people at the top right that that are promoting it and that convince people like SBF to join them they say hey don't become a teacher right don't just become a teacher we want you to become a quant trader because it's in the it's in the effective altruist best interest for these people to make as much money as possible. So it makes sense to me logically that they would push people to be quants, push people to be Wall Street traders, maybe even push people to steal. Who I mean, I don't know. Right? Are they pushing people to steal? I, I wouldn't put it past these effective altruists at the top, right? These moral priests. But in but let's let's just put aside let's let's pretend like the effective altruist priest like William McCaskill doesn't actually tell people to steal, right? But Sam Bankman Fried obviously thought this was a moral moral barrier, right? That was easily crossed. Like this, so to Sam Bankman Fried, stealing wasn't a big deal. And so, you know, to be fair, making making money on Wall Street versus making money in crypto versus just outright theft, right? Can you see the progressiveness here? Like you can get more and more money from people. So you go to Wall Street, everybody knows that Wall Street people are just out to get money, right? They're fleecing people. But if you go into crypto, crypto is even better than Wall Street because you're selling people shit that's worth worth like zero, but they think it's worth something. So that's even better than Wall Street. Also, it's unregulated, right? And you've convinced the regulators that this stuff is not securities. It's just and it's not it's a commodity right it's it's just a commodity oh okay no obviously it's not a commodity but they've conned everyone else into thinking it is all of these cryptos are securities goes one step further from the crypto industry to outright theft i mean you might as well right because i mean crypto in itself is is pretty much just theft i mean if you can convince someone to to buy your cryptocurrency you've created out of thin air I mean, is that theft? I argue it is, right? But 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 let's, but you know, Sam Bankman-Fried went went a step further, right? He he didn't just sell people his FTT token; he stole their money, right? So he went a step further than just selling them crypto, quote unquote. He actually stole their money. So that's the incredible thing about SPF, right? So you see this progression, right? This progression towards making more and more money that the easiest cheapest way right so he he ended up in this place where he was just outright stealing and he was stealing but he wanted to pretend like he could still you know pay these people back right but he he was on the right track because i mean most people that that um you know trust a centralized platform for crypto they're not gonna have to give their their crypto back and i mean the crypto is probably going to go to zero right so they're not going to have to owe them anything anyways so SBF, like he's not a true crypto believer he probably thinks all this shit's going to zero even bitcoin because think about it like this you know i think that crypto is worth zero including bitcoin SBF probably thinks the same thing 
So he thought, I could steal this money in the bubble when all these cryptos are, are run up, you know. And then when it crashes, at least if I've stolen all their money, right, and, but Bitcoin and all these other cryptos go to zero, I won't have to pay them anything back because all these people have accounts, right? So think about it. They deposit their money. There's a bubble. No one cashes out of the bubble top, right, of Bitcoin or other cryptos. There's a collapse, right? So some, some people want their money back, but at least the cryptos collapse. So if you've stolen their account balances, right, from, from the money they put in to buy this crypto, right, in theory, you don't owe them very much because cryptos collapse. So, so you know, this was almost the best scam that he could have gone have done. He just got caught in the wrong, he got very unlucky. Like if he, if it would have turned out a different way, he could have like totally conned everyone and no one would have known like only because of certain variables certain certain coincidences that happened was he caught but like crypto was going to go to zero anyways and then he would owe all these people that have account balances with him on ftx he would absolutely owe them zero right because it, because all of their accounts are based in crypto all all of them are buying worthless cryptos pretty much let's just say on average so he would owe them nothing. So he had the perfect scam going. I mean, if you're going to defraud anybody, if you're going to steal from anyone running sort of a, you know, an exchange or any kind of crypto product, this is the best place to be in. Because if you, if you understand the game, if you understand that all of these cryptos, including Bitcoin, are worth zero, you know that eventually you're going to owe the people that have deposited with you money and bought these cryptos you're going to owe them zero. So you might as well take their funds and gamble them, which is what he did. He just happened to lose. But the more the, the guiding principle that this guy SBF used was effective altruism, which basically is a, an idea that is wrong, in my opinion, which says the ends justify the means, meaning that he can steal from people, which I don't believe in theft, right? I believe in individual property rights. I don't, I think fraud is illegal, right? But he didn't think that mattered. And to be fair, if he was just doing the calculation and the odds of getting caught, he didn't have a great chance of getting caught, but he did, right? So it all came crashing down.